0: you're listening to Orgasmic Relationships, a podcast designed to show women how to create deep, passionate, soul-stirring relationships. Each week, we will discuss topics ranging from dating, situationships, marriage, divorce, and everything in between. So if you're ready to transform your love life and shift your perspective about what's really possible for you, you're in there, ladies, and welcome back to Orgasmic Relationships. I am your host, Sharika Matthews, life coach and relationship expert. You know, we've been told all of our lives that women are emotional beings. And because of this, women are more reactive than we are responsive. We're told that women are more impulsive. We use our emotions to manipulate men. And we're just in general, emotionally unstable. And you know, as a life coach to hundreds of women over the past several years from all walks of life, I know for a fact that our emotions aren't neither a weakness nor are they a weapon. But once we learn how to understand and manage our emotions, we, we can use them to effectively communicate, overcome our challenges, and improve the overall quality of our relationships. So today I have with me Mrs. Tony Douglas, affectionately known as The Crazy Coach. Why? Because she coaches women out of going crazy while they're casually dating. In other words, she is on a mission to help single women on their quest to understanding and controlling their feelings while dating their non-existent boyfriend. Hi, Tony, and welcome to the show today.
1: Hi, Tarika. How are you?
0: Thank you for having me. Yes. Yes. So I love your branding here, the crazy coach, and you're helping single women not go crazy over their non-existent boyfriend. And there's so much to unpack with just that one statement. So let's start out with the obvious. What is a non-existent boyfriend?
1: Sure. So a non-existent boyfriend is the man that you're dating, that you have no title with, Mm. no commitment with. Mm. Um, However, sometimes you may expect him to take on a role that neither he nor you mutually signed up for. So he is existent in the flesh, but non-existent emotionally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good title. I'm so glad you made that distinction because I see it all the time. and I know you see it too, which is probably why you coined the term, but we make up our own storyline in our head about some of the men that we date, especially if we've already had sex with them. Because oh, Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes we believe sex is a form of commitment when with some people it's just an act.
1: Hmm. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and I like to make this clear to single women all the time. Um Be clear on the things that you're doing. Um, Be clear on any misconceptions that you might have, because one thing I got to give men credit to when they're dating, they're pretty upfront. Um, mm. Now, I'm not talking about those who intentionally manipulate or lie or deceive okay. or try to hurt women, but those who are just simply dating out to have a Good time, they're pretty clear on their intention. So before the sex, before the feelings, before conjuring up the stories in your head, be very clear with where you and him are. Ask those, you know, hard questions, um, the ones that you don't probably want to hear the answer to. And um, dating will be a lot, you know, more seamless and easy and, um, you know, not cause any heartbreak. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And basically asking those questions really helps put in the proper boundaries so that you know what to expect. Because if you're expecting your non-existent boyfriend to act and treat you like a real boyfriend who has verbally committed to you, there is going to be a lot of expectation. You're going to get emotionally tied to someone who did not invite you to emotionally tie with him, right?
1: Exactly, and you know, um, and I'm not jabbing single women here, but yeah. um oftentimes and I'll include myself you know when I was a lot younger, we like to um put all the blame on men. how could you, you know, why did you, and um you know, we gotta step back and take um that accountability, right, and um you know ask ourselves, why did I assume this? when he didn't say it? Why did I think we were this when he never asked me? You know what I mean? Um, and we can't let fun dates, a good time, good sex, phone conversations make us believe that he's automatically, you know, our our, our man, our boyfriend, our partner. If that conversation was not had, yeah, he's not yours to claim. And vice versa. Right. Vice versa. Right.
0: And I think that goes back into what you're saying. You're helping single women not go crazy when they're dating. And part of the, what we're going to call crazy. I'm not going to say we call it crazy, but I think that's how society has labeled Mm -hmm. that. And all that is, is us being emotionally tied to someone and then not getting our expectation met. Is that accurate, Tony? That is
1: accurate. And, um, you know, crazy is like this taboo word. You don't want to say it. You, you don't want to use it to offend um, because a lot of um, people in general think crazy is, you know, bat swinging, tire slashing. It is, but that's not yeah. the crazy that I like to talk about. Right. The crazy. That's I like to
0: crazy, right?
1: <laughs> right. The, the crazy I like to talk about are the things that you don't realize that are consuming you Um, that are getting in the way of you happily and healthily dating. Um, such as, you know, constantly checking his social media page. Um, you know, doing research or asking a friend to do research on his past with another woman. Um, you know, you know, driving by his house just to see if his car is parked outside. Those things that a lot of women take lightly or think is, is not a big deal. Um, could actually get in the way of you healthily, um, you know, dating. And um, it, it gets in the way of your emotional health and that balance that you should create when you're dating one guy, multiple guys, whatever the thing is. So crazy is not always, you know, you get an arrest report tied to your name. It's, you know, the little things that can consume you and and get in the way of your thinking.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we don't always realize that we're going down that path sometimes where, oh, I just like him so much. Let me make sure that he is who I think he is, yep. or I'm trying to protect myself. When in honesty, there could be a couple of things happening, right? You could be leaning in too much and you could be pushing him away simultaneously, Oh yeah, and, which is the opposite of what you really want, right?
1: Correct. And I li- I like how you brought up um, you know, protecting ourselves. That is absolutely okay to do, right? Um, but you don't want to go in so guarded that um, you know, you start uh, assuming things are happening, and you accusing him of doing certain things, and you're so on edge. To your point, that you push him away. Um, I understand that a lot of us have past hurt, past trauma. Um, we just didn't have luck in dating. Um, but dating is making yourself vulnerable. Yeah. Dating is taking a risk. It is what it is. Um, So at some point that wall has to come down. That trauma has to be put in the past. Um, Whatever someone else did can't be, you know, put on the new person. So, you know, I would just say, yes, protect yourself um, by all means, but um, have some discretion with that protection. Dating is all about being vulnerable. So if you are going to commit yourself to being single and dating and putting yourself out there, that comes with the territory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're so right about that. And in in the words of another relationship coach that I work with, he also says, you don't want to go into dating or relationships with blind faith. You want to have wise faith. And that is the key difference. And that brings us back to the topic of emotional intelligence, because in my opinion, we've heard the term emotional intelligence for how about three or four, maybe five years or so now, right? right? And when I think of emotional intelligence, I think of wisdom. I think of using your experiences wisely to lead you down the best path for whatever it is you're trying to pursue. Mm-hmm. So Tony, what is emotional intelligence, and why is that important when it comes to dating?
1: Yeah. So um, emotional intelligence in dating is using your feelings um, and using um, what's in front of you, your reality to determine um, mm, what's there. Let me me clear that up. Yeah. So I know what makes me feel bad. I know what makes me feel good. Right. And when I tie that into my intuition, um, and things that I see before me and things that I know now I can move quote more wisely. Um, a lot of times single women don't use how they truly feel, what they truly know and what's before them when they're dating. Instead, they put aside their feelings. They put aside that intuition. They put aside what's right before them and just decide to do whatever, you know, to to get the outcome that they're expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, Emotional intelligence is tapping into what you already know and have. What you have is your intuition. What you know is what you see before you, his actions, um, right? What he's doing, Mm -hmm. what he's saying and how you're feeling, right? Don't put aside how you feel. If you know that he hasn't taken you out on a date and it's been two, three weeks, you know that doesn't make you feel good. Don't put that aside. Don't um, try to cover it up and make excuses. You know, use that emotional intelligence. This is how I feel. This is why I feel that way. Therefore, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's just using what you have and know and, and moving wisely while you're dating.
0: So I love what you I love this definition of emotional intelligence because There have been moments and even in my life, and I hear us now hear it in societal conversation as well about pushing your feelings aside instead of listening to your emotions and listening to your feelings. And I think that's important, like you said, to to honor your feelings, because one, your feelings were given to you for Mm -hmm. a reason. And I believe that your feelings, your emotions are, are feedback. And that's essentially what you said. If something is happening or not happening in your dating life or in your relationship, and it makes you unhappy, it makes you uncomfortable, it makes you feel unsafe, then that's your cue to check in with yourself to say, why do I feel this way? Am I feeling this way because a past hurts? Or mm-hmm. am I feeling this way because this person is going against a value, a boundary, or a request. Oh,
1: I love that. Yes. And um we don't know we don't want to overlook the small things too with that. Something as simple as him not responding in the right amount of time. Or yeah. uh, maybe you you texted him, you called him, and he didn't respond in the amount of time you thought he should, and that's where you, you know. Stop. And exactly what you said. Why am I feeling this way? Is it valid? Did something happen to me in the past to make me feel this way? You answer those questions, right? That's when you start using that emotional intelligence. What is before you? How do you feel? Are you addressing it versus, oh, he didn't text me and it's two o'clock. Now you're just going on a frenzy. You're texting him, right? You're checking his social media. Oh, he posted, but he couldn't text me.
0: You're going crazy. You're going crazy.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. um. So, yeah, I, I love that. I love how you just phrased and put that all together.
0: You know, it's funny. I'm in uh, one of these dating groups. Um, well, not really dating. It was like a dating relationship groups on social media. And there are so many posts in there from people who say, well, I... I texted my guy at eight o'clock in the morning to wish him happy or a good morning and have a great day. And I didn't hear back from him till like nine o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night. And I'm just ready to break up with him because mm. he had all this time to respond. He didn't respond to me. It would have only taken him 10 seconds to do it. And I don't think I'm crazy. What do you guys think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I'll say this. Um, And I always talk to my friends and I say, for one, you got to allow people to be human. Yes. And what I mean by that is allow people to do the things that you would do, right? Or that are normal to you. So um, if someone were to text you, could you legitimately have gotten busy? Sure. It does take 10 seconds to send a text, but could you have legitimately gotten busy? It's his birthday. So do you think that maybe he was flooded with other texts? From other people that are important to him. Do you think maybe, I don't know, he's sleeping, he's working? I mean, there's just so many things and yeah. And then to, to to jump off of a limb and just say, It's, you know, this time and he didn't now sure it could be a scenario where he only got two texts and he clearly saw that you text him. Right. Um, but I would say in in a situation like that, maybe if it took him three, four days. Then you could kind of side eye it. Right. And, and even then, if we were casually dating, I wouldn't call him out on it because he knows he took four right. days. I don't have to tell him what he knows already. Right. Um, but um, it, it's, it's that stopping and just letting people be human. Right. Right. Could right. he have been doing something else? Could he have been somewhere? Because he's not with you on his birthday. So clearly all in that close. Right, right, right. Let him be, let him be human. Let him exactly. be human.
0: Exactly. Extend mm-hmm. the same grace you want someone to extend to you. And then the other part of of that that I would tell someone is if you have a life of your own, you're probably not going to notice that he hadn't paid, he hadn't texted you back in four or five six hours. Ooh, that part. I'm just saying because, <laughs> and that's the part of emotional intelligence and quote unquote controlling your crazy too. And I advise single women to always make sure that you have a life that is full and fulfilling.
1: Absolutely. So that
0: when you decide to date other people, because dating is a process, you're going to meet several different men in several different ways. And when you have that life that's full and fulfilling, you won't feel so anxious about someone's response to you or acceptance of you. You're, you're, you're steady, you're sturdy in your own confidence, in your own life, and in your own value.
1: Absolutely. I heard someone say, you know, one of the things that might've attracted that guy to you was the fact that you had a life. That you went out, that you had friends, that you were in social groups, that you lived a full life. That's one of the things that might have attracted uh, you to him. And when he's dating you now, he still wants you to uphold that fabulous life because he liked that about you. So, you know, um, you just, you know, they're ready at his beck and call, you know, waiting for that text and noticing he hasn't get a life. Right. And I'm using that phrase just to say, um, occupy your time. Right. Yeah. Um, if you're dating and it's just one person and you don't want to feel on edge, you don't want to think that he's being inconsistent and ignoring you get a life, find something to do, Yeah. find something to do.
0: Yeah. And, and the thing is, we're not saying ignore these signs and the right. red and yellow flags that he is right. ignoring you, that he is trying to ghost you, that he is intentionally making you wait. Because the other part of the emotional intelligence is not, and I think you said this earlier, Tony, it's not just listening to your emotions, but listening to your intuition and not Correct. confusing your intuition with your fears. Oh, And yeah. I know that's a whole Boatload right there. Yes. But that's a part of the emotional intelligence journey and the what I call emotional maturity journey.
1: Oh, yes. You, you, you gotta see how to be. Are, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, we have to be in a space where we have done our own inner work. Mm-hmm. Where we are working on our fears, we're working on our insecurities, we're working on those mental, emotional, even spiritual blocks that's keeping us from having whatever life, whatever love, whatever success we truly desire. And, and that is what gets you to that mature space of not, of not um, chasing someone emotionally, of not attaching yourself to the process of dating of not getting so excited just because you met a good man oh he gotta be my husband no, you right you know a good <laughs> man is a good man don't make him your man correct you have absolutely to, yeah there's plenty of good men out there but you have to look for the good man that's right for you and not attach so quickly to the first good man that you meet
1: yep yep and um i had a uh IG live the other day and I was um you know giving women a push to say if you're having a hard time doing all those things that you just mentioned um take baby steps and start writing things down
0: yeah right? so
1: mm-hmm. it's plain and it's clear mm-hmm. so um you can attach yourselves to the things that are actually present and um to your point making sure that it's intuition that you're leaning on and not fears Okay, so if you write the things down that are happening with him, with you, what he did, what he didn't do, um, then you can say, hmm, I so I'm feeling this way because, look, this is what he did. So this is my intuition or I am using my emotional intelligence or maybe I'm jumping, you know, I'm going overboard. Maybe I'm looking into it because of my past experience, because this is what he did and this is what he said. And I really don't have a need to feel that way. So, um, I, you know, I encourage women then, and I'll encourage them now, write it down, take those baby steps until you can get to that emotional maturity that you're talking about.
0: Yeah. And it's so funny as you were talking emotional intelligence, what just came to mind was it really is the marriage of your mind and your emotions. Oh yeah. Oftentimes I remember seeing this, um, graphic or this meme years ago about follow your heart but take your brain with you. <laughs> and that's exactly what this is. It is allowing your heart and your brain to have a conversation and come to a conclusion to to have an external conversation with your non-existent boyfriend, maybe your real boyfriend, allows yep. you to, to course correct yourself if you come to the conclusion there is something that you need to do internally instead of projecting your, your information, not your insecurities or your fears on him. That's all that is, is your brain and your heart, which are your emotions, having a conversation, getting married, coming to an agreement about what the truth is, And what's being projected into your reality? Oh yeah,
1: because your heart, you know, it 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 has a mind of its own. Oh yeah. And it it has a tend it it has a tendency to want to take off, you know, and and run away to some crazy place, Mm -hmm. um, and leave the brain behind. So I love that marrying the two so that you can again date healthily, um, and, and um date seamlessly. So that dating isn't a chore anymore for you. Um, yeah. You're not thinking too deeply, you're overthinking. And you said something earlier, it doesn't mean ignoring the red flags. It doesn't mean um, not acknowledging what's happening, um, mm-hmm. if any negative things are happening. But um, just using your brain, using your heart, um, as you said, putting it or coming together um, so that it, you're just intelligent the whole process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the best yeah. way I could put it.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I, and I know we're saying that, that having the emotional intelligence can make your dating life easier. And I think it will to a certain extent, but I think the emotional intelligence will also allow you to have the uncomfortable conversation because easier I would like to say you could date with ease. Mm -hmm. It may not be as, it may not be necessarily easier because you're still going to come across the men who are manipulators. You're still going to come across the men who are trying to use you and abuse you. And that may feel a little hard or you may find across, uh, come across men who seem to be good men, who seem to have all your items on your list checked off, but they may not be emotionally uh, available or emotionally intelligent themselves. And Mm so that may feel hard, but when you are working on your emotional intelligence and your emotional maturity, and you're growing in that pathway, that allows you to be aware of yourself and be aware of what he's doing and where he is. And you can have the conversation or you can make a decision. And that's the part that I would like to encourage some women is Mm -hmm. to take back your power to make a decision. Sometimes I feel like we spend so much time trying to convince someone else that I'm worthy to be your girlfriend. I'm worthy to be your wife. I'm worthy to be committed to instead of you use the information that you gathered over the first two, you know, two, three, four, five dates and say, has this person shown me that he's ready to be my man?
1: Yep, and you said something, take back your power. And I always like to tell women, and it's even in my book, you're in control from day one. Yes. And I think when you relinquish that control or that power that you speak of, that's when things go haywire. Um, And we don't even realize we're in control. The moment he approaches you, if that's how you met him and you're out somewhere and you gave him your number, you're in control because he can't do anything without your yes. Yes. He can't do a single thing, whether that's intimacy, taking you out on dates, uh, whatever it is, he yeah. cannot do anything without your yes. You're in control, so you don't want to lose that control. Um, you you want to hold on to it tight so that you're not battling with the what you said, convincing him now that you're worthy and you're able to be his girl. And no, we don't want that. Uh-uh, right. Uh uh-uh. uh, uh-uh. you're right. in control from day one. Hold right. on to that control, and how you hold on to that control is. One, acknowledging that you're in control. And Mm -hmm. we don't mean, of course, in a bossy, manipulative way. Right. But, um, you know, making him know that these are my boundaries. These are my standards. This is where I stand. And that's it. I'm not going against it. Um, I may bend a little depending on what it is. If it doesn't compromise my emotional health, um, I may bend, right? Um, We can compromise. But this is where I am and that's it and i'm in control i'm in control of me
0: right right and communicating those boundaries those needs and and your power essentially is not always verbally saying i'm in control of me you yep. don't control me you not right. the boss of me right. it's just about <laughs> your posture oh yeah and that's and that's what i that's what I was mean or alluding to earlier when I say sometimes we lean in so much that we start treating men as children we start treating men as if they are our boyfriends already instead of allowing our energy our posture our own self confidence to lead the way mm yep, you know meaning that so for example um He calls or he texts you because, you know, you're at work, you're a busy woman, you know, you have a demanding job. So he texts you. It's like, hey, I know it's Wednesday, but I wanted to know if you're available Friday night to go to um, a a cookout with me.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: you reply, no, I'm not available. And he's like, okay. And now you get mad because he's, because he did not respond back to ask you out on another date. Yep. But part of your power is is revising your statement to say, no, unfortunately, I'm not available Friday night, but how about we get together Saturday morning at 11 o'clock, I have some time there. Yep. And so that is a subtle way of you having your power for number one, you're letting him know that I have a wife. I have my friends. So whatever this you are doing, you could be doing nothing. Friday night is usually my night to chill out. So sometimes I used to say, when I was dating, I used to say, "No, I'm not available," because that was my time. They didn't mm-hmm. know that, but right? Available. Yeah, and they assumed <laughs> I had a date, which is so funny. But, uh, <laughs> but you're you're saying that this is my time but I can make time for you here. Are you available? And what I see sometimes women getting stuck at is they want the man to always chase after them. And every time they say no, they expect him to come back and keep team to try and get a yes. And that's actually some of the mixed signaling that we're given because we want them to say yes. Yeah. We want them to continue to pursue us after we've given them a no, but then we tell them to respect our no's.
1: Yep. I love that. I love everything you just said. Um, even that example you gave, that is a clear cut example of, um, showing that you're in control without having to say it. I'm not available at this time, but I can make myself available this time. It's showing him that one, you're interested and two, I'm not going to wait on you to try to set this thing up again. Right. I right. can do that. I can do right. that because I'm in control of me and there's nothing you can do without my yes. So it's, yes. um, you know, it's just showing him that you can create the narrative, um, not completely, but, right. you know, with how you and him will date. It's not just left up to him. And a lot of single women, like you said, leave it up to them. Yes. They leave it up to them. And when he's not responding in the way that you want him to respond or it's not in a timely manner is, again, you're at his every beck and call. And we don't right. want that. We don't want that.
0: Right. And, and that goes back to expectations. Sometimes yes. we have, man, this could be a whole nother topic by itself. Because <laughs> expectations that we have of men. Mm-hmm. expectations we have of ourselves, expectations of what it means to be a leader, expectations of what the feminine is and the masculine is and how it should show up. There's so many opinions and ideas and advice around all this stuff that I just said that we're expecting people to read our minds, to know what we want out of a man, to know how we want a man to show up in our dating relationships. And if he doesn't show up as that, even though we haven't communicated it in words or in energy, then we get mad. Oh, he's not a real man. He's not this and he's not that.
1: Mm -hmm. And so we Um,
0: we really want to shift that narrative a little bit.
1: Yeah, true story. So I have a girlfriend um, and uh, she met this guy. They were casually dating. He was her non-existent boyfriend. And um, she texted me just for some legitimate advice. And she said, "Today is his day off. And he, he hasn't asked me to go out, have lunch, nothing. And she was like, should I feel some type of way? And I was like, well, let me ask you, what do you do on your day off? Mm. She told me, and I said, allow him to have his day off. You guys have been on at least three dates. I don't remember the number, but whatever it was, I threw it out there. And I said, "Um, why did you expect him to take you out on his day off? Right. Right. That's his day. And she, you know, after we had the conversation, she understood and she was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm tripping or whatever. But it's going back to what you said, you know, having this expectation, of this man that one, he never said Agreed he would to. agree to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he never said on my day offs, I like to court women. He never said that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um. So yeah, having expectations, um, realistic expectations for yourself and for him, because if you don't, if you just assume he's going to do X, Y, Z, um, because that's how you think it or how you framed it in your mind not going to work. And and moving forward, you just won't have healthy, you know, dating relationships because you're putting these unrealistic expectations on people um, that they never committed to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now let's take a step back for a second. And you just use the term healthy dating relationships. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Because we talk about happy, being happy dating or dating with ease. But what does healthy dating really looks like?
1: Um it's a great question. Healthy dating, um so there's so many layers to it. Yeah. One, it's fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's 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 fun, it's free, it's liberating, and you feel good. Um, healthy dating is also setting boundaries. Um knowing what you will and will not um, put up with or tolerate that mm-hmm. doesn't have to be voiced that can be communicated in so many other ways. Right. Um, it, it could be voiced though. Yes. Um, so boundaries is huge for healthy dating um, open communication Definitely um, sets the premise for healthy dating, voicing the things you like, don't like, want, don't want. And he has to do that in return. So that communication has to be reciprocated. Um, and for me, a lot of people, you know, may not be religious, but healthy dating for me is also praying. Mm-hmm. Um, for some, it could be meditating. Meditating. Mm-hmm. And what that could look like is just stepping aside and embracing where you are, um, being thankful for where you are, maybe in your dating process or for meeting someone great. And um, I, I don't want to say go with the flow, but um, go with the good flow. Go with the the, the the positive things that are happening, the things that are organic, the things that are just naturally happening through the dating yeah. process all of those things yeah, to I me like that. make it healthy.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, especially your last, your last statement. And I would phrase that there's someone else said this years ago, but you don't want to force anything, mm-hmm. learn to allow things to happen. And that's the thing we, we, we try so hard to control instead of Focusing like like your brand control, you're crazy. Sometimes you want to control the timeline, control the effort, control mm-hmm. how you face. You want to control the trajectory of the relationship of the dating because the, I, I use the term relationship in this instance loosely because there is no commit co- Commitment.
1: Mm-hmm. But when
0: you're dating, you have a dating relationship with one or two men maybe three if you have the time. I don't know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're trying to control how that goes instead of learning to allow it to flow. And when you're in the state of allowance, you're also allowing information to flow to you. And I think that's the key to all of this is allowing information to flow to you from him. The information would be, What his intentions are, how he treats you, what his values are, Mm -hmm. what are his strongest character traits, what are his weakest character traits? Yep. What vision does he have for his life? What vision does he have for his um, romantic life? Does he want marriage and kids and does he want to travel abroad? Like that's the information that we should be gathering.
1: Exactly.
0: The allowance phase.
1: Exactly. And that's where that communication comes in. Um minutes earlier, you had mentioned um the hard questions that women tend to shy away from. And, you know, I'm sure you do as well, but I encourage women to ask those questions. That's the only way you're gonna get it answered. I put up a um a funny quote one day that said, Ask him those questions. How is she gonna know if he just wants to hit it?
0: Right, right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> because once he tells you what he's here for, what he stands for, um, why he's dating, why he's single, all those things, you'll know if he's just here for a good time or if he's really looking for a quality partner. So communicate, communicate, communicate. And even with the forcing thing, um, this meme went around. You should never force your ponytail and you should never force a relationship.
0: Yes, absolutely okay. now. <laughs>
1: so we're, we are not forced around <laughs> it's here. It's going to be uh-uh. a
0: disaster anyway.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I,
0: I love it. I love it. And, you know, I'm thinking of that because, you know, I'm out of the game now. I'm getting married. Mm-hmm. I'm Congrats. Less than a week. <gasps> be- oh, my Congratulations. gosh. Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm just thinking that how I got to this space in my life where I am getting married again and thinking about the dates that I've been on over the last several years and and even how I've grown as a person, how I've grown as a woman. And the key to me learning to date with ease, the key to me learning to date with wise faith, the key to me learning how to discern who is for me and who is not for me It's really the emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. It was me getting deep within myself, exploring myself on the spiritual level, on an emotional level and on a mental level. Because this is one thing that I always remind my audience here is that the way that we are dating today has only been around for about 50 years. Mm. If you think about it, our parents, our mothers, May or may not, depending on what age range you are, they did not date for pleasure. Yep. They didn't date for some of them didn't date for love. A yep. lot of the dating back then was out of necessity. Correct. It was for to um financial stability, it was for safety, and in some countries it's to uh for social status. Yep, and so In order for us in this day and age, especially as women having the freedoms that we currently have, we really have to get to know who we are still in ourselves and in our spirits and allow ourselves to evolve along the way. And one of the keys that I love that you teach your clients is to write it down. Mm -hmm. And I I do the same thing by, say, journal, journal. after each date, after each encounter, just make a journal entry about it. What you like, what you didn't like. What did you learn about yourself? Mm-hmm. What did you learn about him? Because every encounter with every every human being is going to teach you something about yourself of or course. teach you something about the person that you're with. Like uh, last night, me and my fiance went out on a date and it was so lovely. At the end of the day, we were walking back to the car and there was a guy who needed food. And hmm. so he went inside the closest Popeyes, bought him some food, handed it to him, and it was like, you know, I wish you well. And it was so heartwarming to heartwarming to see that because you know we've gotten to an ebb and flow in our relationship, but every once in a while you have to be reminded of the character and the caliber of the of the man that he really is. Oh, so yeah. pay attention, pay attention, write it down, make notes, and decide for yourself: is this what I want? And is this person, the person to support me in the future? I love
1: that. I, I had a similar experience with my fiance. We were leaving a party. We were in the car and uh, we saw a homeless guy at the bus stop. I mean, just grooving, dancing. He had yeah. his feet in his head. So my fiance rolls down the window, he's driving and he was like, Hey man, come here. And he was like, uh, you know, do a dance. And the guy was like, you going to give me something? My fiance said, yeah. He did a little Usher move. My my, my fiance said, all right, man, you know, good looking out. Gave him a little money. And, uh, you know, we laughed, we chuckled. But um, his heart, my fiance's heart was in the right place. You know, Mm -hmm. he just wanted to look out for his fellow man, his fellow black man. He was homeless. And to your point, it just shows you a lot about the character of your partner, how they think. And it's just a reassurance that, um, they too have emotions. They too have feelings. Um, so yeah, similar story, similar experience.
0: Yeah. And I'm Mm -hmm. so glad you said that, that men have emotions too. Mm -hmm. And the challenge here is that from what I've seen, Women are the one having most of the conversations about emotional intelligence and emotional maturity. And there aren't a lot of safe spaces for men to go to, to have those same conversations or even to learn about it.
1: Yep. I you agree. know it's
0: not often that like when you look at the personal development industry, the the consumers are what? I don't know, 80 percent, 90 percent women. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that many that many men. So, and I and I bring that up to say that there may be instances where you meet a man who is a really good man, and he is very possibly the good the the uh, best fit for you. But you may have to show him some grace. Mm Hmm. I agree. As he develops his emotional intelligence, he may come to you. And you may have to give him a resource or just hold space for him to work through those emotions to, to bring his intelligence into the conversations because every emotion that you have as a woman from anxiety, worry, stress, love, whatever else we have, right? Guess what? They he got it, too. it
1: absolutely, and um, I'm glad you brought that up too because, um. The way you communicate may not sound like um, the way he communicates, but one thing's for sure. uh, When he's ready to communicate with you, he will because he knows how to speak. He knows how to feel. He may not put it in the same words or the same way as you but he can acknowledge his feelings. He's able to share um, what's in his heart, what's on his mind, no matter how choppy or all over the place it is, or maybe it's limited or very wordy. Um, and that even goes back to when you're communicating through text in early mm-hmm. stages and you're like, Oh, he just said, okay. Or he just said, all right. You know, let him <laughs> communicate the, the the best way he knows how, how he's right. comfortable. We, we don't want to go crazy um, as long as you guys are having those conversations um, and you're getting close to or getting the answers um, that you need. And if he's really serious about dating you, he'll have no problem answering your, your hard questions. Yeah, absolutely. Right? What does
0: he have to lose by answering your questions? Nothing. Right. right. He's Nothing. willing to take that step with you. Correct. And the, the good thing about us as women developing our emotional intelligence is that our level of emotional intelligence and emotional maturity also gives us the intelligence and the maturity to hold space for our men in our in our intimate relationships it allows us to be that safe space for him not to emotionally dump on you that's a different topic Mm -hmm. But for him to come to you and express to you his emotion and his feelings and you have the intelligence and maturity to say, okay, this is what I hear you saying. Is this really what's bothering you or is this something else? You're able to help guide and lead that conversation. Even his analysis of himself to say, yeah, is this really what I'm mad about? Or is this really Mm -hmm. what I'm happy about? Or is Mm this something else? Yeah, I love that. the emotional intelligence improves. Your quality of your relationships, and this goes beyond our our romantic relationships. Of course, our children, mm-hmm. our parents, or even with coworkers. Because sometimes, oh you yeah, pop off a coworker sometimes, <laughs> but, you <know. laughs> but your just <relationship laughs> comes in is like, okay, he's not really mad at me. He just went through a divorce. So I'm gonna let him have this moment. But then tomorrow we're gonna have a come to Jesus meeting mm-hmm. because have disrespect
1: that part. <laughs> that part. Yeah. I just said that to someone yesterday too. It's not you don't take it personal. That's just how that person is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree.
0: Absolutely. So Tony, we have talked about a lot of good stuff today. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, but what is one last thing or one last tip you want to give our audience today?
1: Sure. So I would tell all women who are single, who are dating, create boundaries. I got to look into the camera and say this, yeah. create boundaries. When you create boundaries for yourself, you create uh, a space where um, not just anything can happen. And um, you'll be the, the, the pilot of um, your feelings, what happens, but you have to create boundaries. Um, And I said it earlier, some of those can be voiced. Some mm-hmm. of those can be through your actions and boundaries don't have to be this grandiose thing. It can be small. Um, Like if he texts you at midnight, Hey, you know what you're doing? And you just feel like, wait a second. I don't want him to think you can just text me at these booty call hours. Guess what you mm-hmm. do? The next day you text him. Hey, I saw you text me last night. I'm usually sleeping at that time. But, you know, what's up? How was your night? So now he knows, all right, she's not here for those midnight texts. I can't pull that again. Yeah. You just created a boundary. Right. Just, just that quick. So um, I would leave my women with that. Create boundaries, honor the boundaries, stick to it and be the pilot of your emotions um, and what happens in your dating life.
0: Yeah. And what would you say to the woman who may be afraid of speaking her boundaries Or setting her boundaries Because she doesn't
1: want to lose them oh, That's a good one Because they, they they really don't want to lose them mm-hmm.
0: I would say um,
1: Do it anyway Absolutely, yes. yes Do it anyway You have nothing to lose Because Absolutely. if you create a boundary with a man That you have no ties to And that scares him off Or makes him not want to date you it Says a lot about um, how he even felt about you. I won't attack his character and who he is as a man, but it says a lot about how he regarded you or what, what his intentions were while dating you. Do it anyway.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I ask that question because I have a couple of, of clients who have committed to a life of celibacy prior to marriage. Mm. And There's always this sense of disappointment because when they share with the potential partner that I'm choosing to be celibate until marriage or I'm choosing to abstain from sex before marriage, then they tend to walk away Mm. and they're tired of feeling that rejection.
1: Yeah. And that's tough um, because if a man is not on that journey and not in that mental space, um, he shouldn't have to want to deal with that. That's his prerogative. So that's yeah. tough. However, um stick to your boundary. Absolutely. Stick to your boundary. If you are not ready to share that intimate sexual space with another man until marriage, stick to it and the man who will wait for you, then that's the man that you should really consider. Um because if he's not willing to wait, you know, by all means It's okay.
0: He's just not on that journey. Yeah. That's fine. You know? We want people, we want people in our lives who will respect our boundaries, respect our life choices. And I say this to my fiance all the time, that we are here to help each other become the next best version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so if... If the next best version of yourself is honoring that boundary and he does not honor that boundary, is is he really a good fit for this journey in life? Correct. Is he really a good fit to help you fulfill the desires you have for your life, your relationship your spiritual relationships, and even your romantic relationships?
1: Exactly. So it's okay.
0: It It is okay. And rejection Mm -hmm. never feels good. I mean, Oh my God, no. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, you'll get over it. Or it's okay. Yeah, it'll be okay. Yeah. In the moment, it doesn't feel good. But when you honor your boundaries, you always can hold your head up high because you claimed your power.
1: Mm-hmm. You set
0: your boundaries. And while your boundaries may have pushed this other person away, it's going to open the path for the right person to come to you so that you no longer have to chase. Exactly. Well said. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love this conversation. We go on for days. (laughs) I know.
1: I know. I feel the same way.
0: So telling, how can our audience today get in touch with you, find out more about your products or your services? Where, where are you?
1: So I'm on social media, Facebook and Instagram with the same handle. And that is controlling your crazy. Simply put, controlling your crazy. Um, my book, my products can be found on my site. ControllingYourCrazy.com. So it's the same thing. Um, or if you want to venture on to Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, my book is there. But I would love for uh, people to come to ControllingYourCrazy.com because I have more than just a book. I have um, coaching available for you to sign up for, a free dating quiz to see where you are with your non existent boyfriend, um, you know, and merchandise, just really good stuff. So ControllingYourCrazy.com and your Controlling Your Crazy
0: on social media. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Tony, for jo- joining me here today. I have really enjoyed our conversation. You shared so much good information on emotional intelligence, what it is, and, and how to use it for your advantage while we're in these dating streets. So thank you again. Yes. Thank you, Sharika, so much for having me. I enjoyed the conversation. It was light, fun,
1: and I'm glad we got to put out and address all the things that women need
0: to hear. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And to our audience, thank you for joining us for another episode of orgasmic relationships. And as always be bold, brilliant, and completely unstoppable in the pursuit of what your heart desires in your life and in your relationships. I'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.